This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. It was early morning on New Year's Eve at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles. As always, Dimitri arrived before the sun, tipping his newsboy hat to the clock tower that stands tall and proud to represent the market on the corner of 3rd and Fairfax. The tower is a testament to the market's history, yet it grounds the market in the present with its deep roots and symbolizes future growth with each tick-tock and hourly chime. Dimitri stood a moment longer than usual, staring at the familiar face of the clock with a nostalgic smile, replaying the memories that those clock hands held from the previous year. After finishing with his morning ritual, opening up the pie shop and getting the day's pies prepped and into the oven, he made his way through the produce stalls, greeting each farmer and thanking them for their year's work. He took his time, checking back to pull his pies from the oven and set them on the cooling racks before continuing on his route. As he made his round, he bought several bunches of grapes from each farmer that still had some to sell. He'd walk them back to the pie shop, the pile growing on the counter as guests arrived to the market, watching him with curious eyes. The farmers who knew him smiled. Getting ready for the new year, Papa Earth? One farmer called out with a wink. Indeed, Dimitri replied with a nod. May yours be filled with abundance, my friend. He winked and handed the farmer 12 grapes. A crowd began to gather at the community table closest to the pie shop. Grapes have a great amount of magic associated with them, Dimitri began, turning to face the crowd behind him, the parents hushing their kids, pulling them in to sit on their laps. Symbolism of the grapevine dates back thousands of years across cultures. Isn't that magical in and of itself? This little fruit, he held up a single grape has immeasurable meaning and value that is not confined to one culture, one place, one person, one time. He popped the grape into his mouth with a bright, childlike smile. And it is, of course, meant to be enjoyed and celebrated. In Greek mythology, there was even a god of the grape harvest and winemaking called Dionysus, known as Bacchus in Roman mythology. Dimitri grabbed a bunch of grapes and began passing them out to the crowd as he spoke, making sure each person got twelve grapes. There are references to grapes in literature throughout time, from Homer's Iliad to the Torah and the Bible, where it is often used as a symbol of fertility and prosperity. In one instance, Moses sent a dozen spies into Canaan, and they came back holding a cluster of grapes so huge that it took two men to lift it, a sign of abundance. Dimitri paused to survey the crowd, making sure everyone had their fruit. He gathered some of the remaining grapes from the pie shop counter and spread them on the community table for those who would wander in and out later before taking a seat. Grapes also feature in tradition, or some may say superstition. One such tradition requiring exactly 12 grapes, as you each now have, eaten at each stroke of midnight on this very day each year. 
The variety that is commonly consumed for this New Year celebration is the Aleto grape, a traditional Spanish table grape, whitish green skin and fleshy sweet pulp. It grows on the country's coast in the city of Alicante. Aleto grapes mature late and are harvested in November and December, just in time. Legend has it that this New Year tradition may have even originated from grape growers and winemakers in the early 1900s, looking to boost demand for the fruit so late in winter. Yet some earlier newspaper reports tell a much older tale, dating the tradition back to the 1880s, perhaps sparked as a means of mocking the upper class, who dined on fine table grapes and sipped champagne on the last day of the year. No matter the start, the tradition took hold and has brought thousands of people together each year in the streets of Spain, and thousands more still in their homes, and across countries, and across cultures. Traditions can unify us if we choose to let them. Dimitri smiled and raised a grape as if to cheers, popping it into his mouth. As usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. There was a little girl who lived in Madrid with her father and her grandmother. It was the morning of New Year's Eve, and the little girl was crying into her pink pillow that her grandmother had embroidered with a grapevine around the edge. Her tears stained the light purple grapes, darkening them to a shade of mauve. Her father sat on the edge of the bed, brushing her long brown hair from her face, then resting his hand lovingly on her shoulder. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. You know I wouldn't miss it if I didn't have to, he said. She sat up slowly, facing him with her puppy eyes. You promise, Papa. I know, I know. He pulled her head close and kissed the top of her forehead. Papa has to take care of some very important work. Important because it supports you and Abuela. I wouldn't go if I didn't have to. I just love you so much. I wish I could give you everything. He pulled her in tight, wrapping both arms around her. You can't give her everything. Then there'd be nothing left to give the grandmother said with a sly smile as she appeared in the doorway. Ah, as always, mother, you are right, the father said. I still have a lot to give too, you know. The grandmother came into the room, wheeling her oxygen tank behind her, and sat next to her son and granddaughter in line on the edge of the bed. Mother, I... Sweetheart, how would you like to celebrate with your dear old abuela this year? After all, it may be the last New Year that... Mother, must you always be so direct? What? Don't blame me. Blame nature. Really, Abuela? Can we go? Yes. No, the father and grandmother said almost simultaneously. Mother, your health. Do you really think it's a good idea to be fighting through the crowds, bouncing that thing over the cobblestone? Always so worried, just like your father. Take some advice from your mother, dear. Life was meant to be enjoyed, like a fine wine. The father shook his head with a sigh and a helpless smile. Or grape juice. The grandmother winked at her granddaughter. I admit, I hope she inherited your spirit, the father said, rubbing his daughter's shoulder. Oh, I'll make sure of it, grandmother said as she stood to face them, one hand holding the handle of her oxygen tank, the other hand extended out to the little girl. The grandmother held the little girl's hand as they waited at the metro station. Abuela, aren't we going to Puerto del Sol Square? Yes, sweetheart, with thousands of others. Thousands? Thousands. Daughters, sons, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, cousins, friends, neighbors, strangers, all converging in front of the clock to see in the new year. Together, she squeezed the girl's hand. Wait until you see it. But first, we need to find our grapes. 
Did your father not tell you the best part of the tradition? Oh, yeah. You eat grapes at midnight for good luck, right? Twelve grapes, my sweet girl. As midnight approaches this old night, Noche Vieja, the last day of the year, our entire country gathers in front of their TV screens. Like you and Papa do every year. I always fall asleep on Papa's lap before midnight, the little girl said, slightly defeated. Not this year, the grandmother smiled and squeezed her hand. The chimes at midnight are broadcast on TV, yet many others, like us this year, gather in town squares below the clock towers, clutching their small bowl of green grapes, las doce uvas de la suerte, the twelve lucky grapes. If you eat all twelve by the end of the final chime of the clock tower, then you will have good luck in the new year, in El Año Nuevo. They do this every year? But why? Tradition. And not just for luck. Tradition keeps us connected to one another, to our culture. And what better tradition than one that nourishes our bodies and our spirits? The little girl looked wide-eyed at her grandmother. The grapes. Oh, yeah, the grapes! The sun had already set as the two began their venture to find their grapes before the stroke of midnight. The first market they tried had closed earlier that day. The next had never even opened. Back at the metro, again hand in hand, but this time seated on a bench so that grandmother could rest. Between a few deep, slow breaths, the grandmother spoke. The atmosphere is amazing, you'll see. There's music, so loud your papa will hear it from work all the way in Barcelona. There's streamers and confetti everywhere. The streets look like they're covered in sprinkles, like that cupcake you love so much on your birthdays. People would be dressed up with wigs and masks. The grandmother drifted off into her own memory for a moment, until the little girl squeezed her hand and brought her back into the present. And there'll be grapes. Yes, grapes! They set off once again. Two more markets, both sold out. The grandmother needed to rest more and more, and the clock got closer and closer to midnight. The little girl's smile faded into a frown. Again, they sat at the metro stop, but the little girl pulled her hand onto her lap. I don't know if I even want to go anymore. Maybe it's not as fun as it was when you used to go, abuela. Watching it from home is probably better. She crossed her arms over her chest and kicked her legs back and forth under the bench. My dear, have you not heard about the fox and the grapes? The little girl shrugged. One of Aesop's fables. Who? Aesop was a slave in ancient Greece. He was a storyteller and a keen observer of both animals and people. He told many, many tales, like the fox and the grapes. One day, a fox discovered a beautiful bunch of grapes hanging from a vine that wrapped around the branch of a tall tree. The fox's mouth watered as he stared longingly at the grapes that were bursting with sweet juice. The fox had to jump to try and reach the fruit, and the first time he barely got his paws off the ground. So the second time he took a running jump, but still fell short of the tempting, tasty fruits. A third time he tried, and a third time he failed. He sat down and looked at the grapes with aversion. Ugh, what am I even doing, he said. Here I am wearing myself out to get a bunch of sour grapes that aren't even worth the trouble. He walked away, sneeringly. There are many who pretend to despise and belittle that which is beyond their reach. The grandmother recited as she lifted her granddaughter's chin, looking her in the eye. My dear, do not discourage, and do not let your sweet little mind be filled with such scornful thoughts. The grapes are not sour. You soon will see for yourself. 
Again, the grandmother extended her hand, and again the little girl smiled and took it. And off they went, only one more market to try on their way to Puerta del Sol Square. I'm sorry, ladies, sold the last bunch an hour ago, the cashier said. The grandmother turned to the little girl, took a deep breath. Well, what do you say? Do you still want to go? The little girl pursed her lips and furrowed her eyebrows, bringing her hand to her chin in contemplation, just like her father did when he worked late at home. The grandmother smiled as she waited patiently, resting both hands on the handle of her oxygen tank. Finally, the little girl smiled bigger than she had all day. Yes! She reached out her little hand. They arrived at Puerto del Sol Square just 15 minutes before midnight. Wow! The little girl said, her big brown eyes taking in all the sights. People laughing, hugging, joking, kissing, dancing. Ribbons and flowers and balloons giving pops of vibrant color to the crowd. The sound of the announcers echoing through the square like waves of energy, bringing an air of warmth to the chilly plaza on that winter's eve. The sound of champagne bottles popping open, ready to chase down the grapes that awaited their cue in individual bowls held by each person there. People were toasting to everyone else around them, to friends, family, and even strangers. It was a celebration of joy and unity. It's impossible not to be carried away by this excitement, the announcer boomed. And this is just the beginning, the grandmother winked at her granddaughter, giving her hand a little squeeze. They walked a little further into the crowd. Ladies, where are your grapes? A stranger called out. Here, I have a spare. Hold out your hand, little one. The little girl cupped her hands together as the stranger placed a grape in her palms. I do too, another stranger approached, handing a grape to the grandmother with a polite nod. Who else has grapes they can spare for our friends? The first stranger called out again. The little girl looked up at her grandmother in amazement as her palms filled with the fruit. The grandmother, cupping her own collection of the fruit and thanking the crowd for their generosity, whispered to the little girl, Tradition is something to be shared. Do you see how much power is in this tiny fruit? Tell me that isn't magical. The little girl's eyes glistened with happy tears. Are you ready? The announcer roared. The little girl and her grandmother pulled their hands into their bodies positioning the grapes in a line between their chest and forearm so they could free one hand for popping the grapes into their mouths. I'm ready, abuela. The grandmother smiled, catching her own reflection in her granddaughter's eager brown eyes. Twelve, the announcer began as the crowd quieted and everyone ate their first grape. Eleven, the little girl giggled as she squished the second grape between her teeth. Ten, nine, eight, laughter slowly broke again as many fumbled with their grapes. Seven, six, the energy amplified as the new year approached. Five, four, three, two, one. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.